Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Stace Babcock. Do you guys have a set of dice that you don't like? I guess I don't know how you guys do dice, but like mine are just mixed in a bag together. And I have this set of yellow and black that I just like every time I get it out of the bag, I'm a little bit disgusted. But if I pull it out of the bag, I'll still use it. So I have like a love-hate relationship with this particular set of dice. Is that a me thing? Might be. I don't know. I mean, I haven't used dice in how many years? Speaking of which, there's Alex Finn. <laughs> Listeners, as you can see in this audio medium, I've moved. <laughs> <laughs> and Samson Davis. <laughs> to answer Stace's question, I have a set of metal dice that have never treated me well, even though I like them, but they hate me. But also, I usually have a set that I try to keep for each game that I'm playing. So tonight is the White Howlite dice. That's Dilly's dice. So it's per session? Mm-hmm. Per game. So when we switch to our home game, I bring out Moss and Skull dice. So that's this campaign's dice, is that white set you just yes. showed? Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm just very random. I just pull whatever out of the bag. And it's per game, not necessarily per character. At the moment, per game, just because you don't have a lot of special dice. Because I feel like the Skull and Moss dice, those are definitely Karn's dice. But I don't really have a dice for a Scorch, who is a robot, listeners. So... I need to work on that. I feel like I could send you a pair of dice that might work for him. That's all right. Those are cool. I'll have to actually find my dice. Fun fact, <laughs> I left my iPod downstairs, so I had to actually look around my desk for an actual die. Oh, oh, pretty. Alex is rolling real dice for this I session. Know. What? I move and shit goes crazy. <laughs> Speaking of which, Alex, what happened last time on Explorers Woman? Oh, golly gee willikers, Batman. So... We were in our little, I guess we're calling it a pod. Mm -hmm. So we reached the end of the line and there was a cave-in and only Dilly really gave a crap. The rest of us were just twiddling our thumbs in the dark while Dilly was helping us escape by like making a multi-tool. And we were just like, cool story, bro. You do you. So he actually decided to look around because we were super involved. And yeah, there was a cave-in. We weren't sure if it was natural or not. Luckily, Vlad was just like, hey, what about this door over here? Have you tried this door? And we're like, oh, yeah, doors. Those work. And so we went through this door and we found, I guess, a maintenance room with a dead body in it. It also had a console and a broken maintenance droid. And originally, Chacha was like, no, no. We don't touch consoles after that last time. But Dilly's like, not all consoles. <laughs> and then, yeah, that, that console was also bad because we decided to plug in the battery and oopsie doodle. Dilly got shocked so bad he got a new mutation, which was defective brain or bad brain? Malformed brain. Malformed brain. brain. Sorry, I can't remember. Aster was just like, father, I helped you the best I could. This is what's going to happen now. And so Vlad was just like, please stop doing these things. Haven't you caused enough damage? Please leave this room. Chachi was like, have we though? But everyone's like, yeah, let's leave. So we left the room. And once we got out of the room, we discovered another body. This one was not a corpse. It was just lubed up. (laughs) Like full body gel. 
air quotes, cocoon. Mm-hmm. Like if you put one of your action figures in Jello, mm-hmm. and then carved the Jello. So we were like, we'll save him because we're trying to be the good guys. And then a mythical Pokemon showed up and is like, no, that's mine. That is my, you know, modern art sculpture. Please do not touch that. It's for my thesis. And so we were like, nay, nay. And we managed to luckily kill this mythical Pokemon while, like, Daniel told us what could have happened. Should we have actually gotten harmed by this Pokemon? And it was not good. We would also have, like, the gel suits, and that was not bueno. And then my mind went blank. We heard a deep screeching sound coming down the hallway after we killed the creature. Oh, like maybe that mythical Pokemon had like a friend. That's like their study partner. And they were just like, no, not our thesis. (laughs) I've created a whole new world. I hope you're happy, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you guys are hearing this keening sound echoing down the tunnel. Oh, fuck. Were there any branches off this tunnel? Did we, we didn't come to a crossroads or anything, right? No. Cool. Run, run or fight. I think we should. I mean, are we going to try and degel this guy or are we going to leave? Billy, do you still have your murder orb? Ooh. I do. Listen, we can only run so far the other way, guys. Like, we can only run to those rocks, so. Okay. It's going to take a few moments to set up. Nix will step in front of Dilly, between Dilly and the Keening, and say, I'll give you time, Dilly. Okie doke. Let me check how long it takes to... Okay. Actually, let's set up over here, just in case... Well, I don't want to accidentally kill Gel Guy. So, it's going to take two rounds to set up. Then after that, five rounds to activate. And it's during those five rounds that we should probably be getting out of range of this thing. So Dilly will start setting up the murder globe. Okay. Yeah, you start setting it up. The keening is getting closer. By the time you finish setting it up, the keening is echoing incredibly loudly, and Manta is curled up and whimpering on the floor. All right. We gotta go. We have, like, about a minute before this thing gets spicy. Come on, bud. And Dilly's gonna put a bubble around Manta's head. Just a nice, calm, ocean, white noise thing. And Dilly's going to try to drag Manta away, I guess, farther down the way we originally came. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys are heading back towards the, the main subway tunnel. Yeah. Uh, should we stay in range just to make sure this thing goes down? Yeah, I think we should be ready to fight, Dilly. Okay. So I guess we try to back up far enough out of the Murder Globe's range, but still within visual line of sight. Yeah. Okay, you do that. You can kind of see the murder globe. You can't see down the tunnel. Dilly, you can just barely make out some sort of shape moving in the darkness beyond. Like, it's just too far away to, like, clearly see what it is, because whatever it is is a similar color to the rock. Mm. And you can't quite see it clearly yet, but you guys hear the murder globe whir into action and begin firing these small spikes down the tunnel. And there is screeching. Then suddenly the screeching stops after about five of these. And the murder globe quiets its hum. And then you hear two keening voices from down the tunnel. Dilly will quietly say, oh thank god, there's more. I So I think it's going to stay up for like 28 hours or until it attacks a certain amount of times. And I thought we were 
suddenly you have to deal with the murder club, but if there's more, okay, we'll be fine, hopefully. Wait, it didn't have an off switch? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. could have upgraded it to have an off switch, like a little. No murder. I didn't really have time. I don't like going on. The keening voices are growing closer, and there are more voices joining them from behind. Maybe we should leave. No, no, let's see what this thing's got. What? Okay. Your murder globe whirs into action and begins firing again. Two of the closest keening sounds suddenly stop, and the other keening sounds are approaching. And you hear the murder globe going off and firing at this point. And here's the weird thing. It keeps firing. There's no gap this time. And it keeps firing and firing and firing. And then all of a sudden it stops. And there's just silence. With the exception of the faint hum of the murder globe. Is this a tower defense game now? (laughs) (laughs) Which tower defense game is it? Listeners, let us know. Balloons 4, classic. So the murder globe is still active. Seems to still be humming. A jaunty tune. Okay. Yes, I'll try to check to see what's going on. Dilly is going to first send out a uh, illusory self just to try to find like where the murder globe's range is. Yeah, it definitely turns and shoots at the illusion, and the spike kind of shoots through it. And as the illusion's there, like six seconds later, it fires again at the illusion. Then Dilly's going to use that as a mark to see, like, where he, how far along the tunnel he can get to without dying himself. And then once he gets to, maybe within like, five feet of that line, Dilly's going to stop and look down and see as far down the tunnel as he can see. There are a lot of crumpled forms that look very similar to this dark granite of the rocks around it. It's hard to tell details because there are so many of them Mm -hmm. piled up in this tunnel. But it definitely looks like none of them are moving or trying to move. Yeah, you don't see any moving. Okay. Uh, Daily return to the group. I think all the creatures that are kind of come after us that way have been dealt with. So I guess I think I can take care of the rest of the murder globe if everyone's cool to move on or if we want to like try to go back and see if there's another way around the cave in. Honestly, I think that this is as good a time as any to take a rest, Dilly. Ooh, nah. I could use one. You had a whole experience in the other room. I did, and yeah, I did kind of want to dwell on that for a little bit. Yeah, I'm good for a rest. How about you, Chacha? Nah, could be good. Like, just in case we need to do that again, like, I'm just saying it would be nice. Okay, so how long a rest do you guys want to take? A long one. So 10 hours? Yeah, isn't that globe good for, like, 28? I feel like we should just get as much... Ooh, facts. Good for 28 until it runs out of ammo. We got a long rest before we got into the pod, because we spent the night at the Osmus place. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you guys should have all four of your rolls available. Never mind, then. Nyx is fine. I'm good just taking, like, 15 minutes, just in case other creatures come by. And also, I kind of want to just take a debrief of myself real quick, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. Air. I'll keep watch on the uh, on the other end. Okay. Don't go past, and then Dilly marks where um, the murder globe's range roughly is. Don't go past that, because it's spicy. Yeah, and she's actually heading in the opposite. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. All right. So yeah, Dilly's going to sit down against the wall and 
start doing some like kind of meditation. I think he's actually going to start going through a lot of the mental exercises that Master Asus had him go through when he first started out as Apprentice Wright and just kind of ground himself. And then I'm going to spend four XP and advance. I'm going to take a plus one to edge, bringing my intellect to five. And now I have two free levels of effort on any intellect roll. Mark. That's a good thing to have now. Oh, yeah. That's what Dilly does. What does Chata do during the rest? I think she's just like going to zone out and remember what Dilly looked like with her face. (laughs) Okay. Nix, you're heading back the other way. Is there a particular point you want to stop at? Are you trying to go all the way back to the main tunnels? Or are you trying to go back to that maintenance room? Or are you just trying to go part of the way? Yeah, she's just going far enough to set up a little guard post on the other end of their makeshift camp. Okay. I think if that's the case, then you guys have your rest without incident. Just to be clear, Dan, I'm not taking any recovery rolls just because mm-hmm. I'm not wasting that action roll yet. Okay. What do you guys want to do? Dilly, we got to get that globe down, I think. Yeah, um, I can take care of that. No problem. You guys ready to move on, though? I'm good. Chacha? Yeah, I think, like, yeah, yeah. All right. Vlad? <laughs> oh, I'm fine, Nix. Manta, how you doing? <laughs> as well as you can. All right, cool. You the other two is just... <laughs> nuzzling up against Nix. Nix's only source of warmth. She tucks it under her armpit. Aww. it likes it there i mean your stomach is the most vulnerable part of your body and that's why dogs show it to each other to you know show submission see my throat to my belly you can kill me at any time but she put it in her armpit but like your armpit also has an artery going through there right to transfer warmth throughout nix's body Gotcha, what the hell's a dog? (laughs) 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 Like the things we just killed. Oh. Yeah, you show your belly up, showing you're not a threat. I think your armpits are included in that, because usually your arms go up. Like I said, blows my mind the things you know. Listen, if you run into, like, a bear in the woods. A what? You know, a giant thing with, like, three heads. Just punch it and run. (laughs) <laughs> is it the giant thing Chacha, that has like three insectoid heads and then like eight antennas or is it like the one with the like stalks i think it depends on like the region you're visiting they're all like the same flavor but different heads so that's a, like across the board if it has three heads and you meet it in the woods Chacha, you just punch it and run in my opinion yes all right but you got to find the main head and show dominance there. I don't feel like that strategy's going to work for me, so I'm going to I'm gonna go deal with the murder club. Fair, fair, fair. Okay, Dilly, how would you like to deal with the murder club? Dilly's going to do is send out a another illusory self, I think, right next to the murder globe. So it's like right, yeah, just so it's going to shoot at the wall and then just let the murder globe expend the rest of its charges. Okay, it shoots like maybe 25 more times and then... It clearly, like, stops humming and powers down. All right. So I think it used most of its charges. Dilly's calling down the tunnel. So not a complete waste. Can Dilly salvage anything from the murder globe? Because I believe you called it an artifact. Yeah, it's unique in that it's among artifacts that it's it has one use. So it, like, at this point, it's completely expended. You're not going to find any eye or anything on it. Mm-hmm. But I would give you 
you hear like collecting all the ammo that's fallen on the ground, things like that. Like you probably have the equivalent of like two synth. Okay. Then yeah, Dually will I guess scoop up like the used or I guess the wasted ammo just against the wall. Yeah. Yeah, because the rest you would have to dig through the bodies yeah. for. And on the tunnel, you see the bottom is just like coated in a bunch of these same things that Nick's killed. Oh. So it's just their blood and this weird gel seeping out of their mouths. Are they appetizing to Nick's? Um, nom, 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 nom. I don't know. Like, I don't think instinctively you would think one way or the other. Well, except for maybe the one you killed, because that's yours by right. Nix will just take a little a limb as a snack from hers. Okay. So you're just going to take a limb and eat it? Yeah. Okay, just sword swallower. <laughs> I was thinking more like turkey leg at the Renaissance fair, but yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she, like, she just like pops it, right? Because she can eat a whole body, so she just pops this limb like a grape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a popcorn shrimp. There you go. So you toss that back. There was a little bit of gel on the limb as well. And when that hits your mouth, your mouth goes a little numb. But you swallow the rest of the limb just fine. Like numb in a good way? <laughs> Nick just keeps poking like the numb part of her, her lip <laughs> with her finger. She just like keeps tapping it. Yeah, it's like your lip. And then like when they put Novocaine like down near the front of your mouth, like that's the kind of numbness you're feeling from that. Cha-cha, this gel makes you go numb, dude. You know how I put uh, my spit in jars, Cha-Cha? Couldn't we, like, put some of this in jars? Yes. Yeah, like, it makes people go numb. I think we could sell it. Like, people would pay money for this. Cha-Cha, I got a question. Why do you keep trying to, like, make a kickstart? Why do you keep trying to, like, kickstart a business? You don't seem like you use money that often. But, like, if you have something people want, people find you and they want you because you have something they want. Oh, I see. I may have opened a can of worms there. Gotcha. Yeah. Found you easy enough, father. Aster? Not now. (laughs) Dilly, that's a great point, though. Like, what do we need money for, Cha-Cha? I don't know. I'll know it when I find it, you know? Like, yeah. No, yeah. Like the nuke, right? Like, that was... Yeah. I knew it when I saw it. Imagine if we can do that again. Vlad just, like, there's just a deep sigh. From Vlad, <laughs> and he begins like moving ahead down the tunnel, <laughs> stepping over the bodies carefully and pushing race. Oh, actually, Vlad, you kind of—it seemed like you kind of knew what these things were. Do you know what these things are? I don't know what their scientific name is. I've heard stories about crawlers like this, but yeah, that gel's nasty. They can make you cover your own body with it in case you as snack for later. <gasps> oh, or. uh the other thing I hear is that if they bite you, there's a chance that your lungs might start filling with the stuff. Oh, fuck. That we do need it. Yeah, it's supposed to be really rough. Oh, also, the guy in the gel. Yeah. You go over to the guy in the gel, and you notice that the gel is punctured in multiple places down, as is his body, from holes the size of the murder glove ammo. Oops. Ooh. All right, my bad. My bad on that one. He went to sleep. He died as well as he could, you know? Gentle death. Mental note, take hostage with us when we do these things next time. Nix will search him. Are you taking any precautions while you do it? Or are you just... Because he's still covered in gel. I mean, he's got holes in the gel. Oh, the gel's still active? You'll have to clean the gel off of him if you want to search. Oh, yeah. She would try to clean it off of him with her... She's scraping it off with a tent spike, I guess. Okay, cool. It'll take a little while, but you can search him. Evens or odds? Evens. 
Samson, roll a die. Tell me if you hit even or not. 18. I wasted an 18 on that. You find two ciphers on that person. Yes. Holy shit. Oh, my. <laughs> Nuke 2.0? Yeah. No. Oh. Time Turner 2.0? So, you find one that appears to be a small explosive and one that appears to be a small cube. The explosive, you recognize you've seen things like it before. You know it's an instant shield that can be triggered by a programmed voice command, and it would send out a spray of molecules that harden into a protective wall in the air. The wall is four by four feet, and it will provide six armor. And it doesn't require an action to activate, meaning that you can do a reaction with it as well. Ooh. The other thing is pretty cool. I'm going to need you to make an understanding Numenera roll of six to understand what it does, though. The nine for Nyx. Mm-hmm. But she figured out the first one, so she's feeling confident. Mm-hmm. Ten. Okay. You've heard rumors of something like this, nothing in detail, but you've heard it referred to as a store all. So this cube is maybe only like a couple inches on each side right now, but this thing can be stretched up to a maximum size of a 50-foot cube that is watertight when the lid is closed. You do also know that once it's stretched out, like its size can only be increased and never decreased. So once you stretch it out, it can never go back to the original size. And that's what you find. Next, we'll inject herself with her effulgent body injector. So she's going to glow fluorescent like daylight for an hour. <laughs> and she's going to take these two. Ooh. Which I guess I didn't need to do that because I think her cipher capacity is three, but whatever. It only lasts for an hour. The light. Mm-hmm. What color does Dick's glow? I feel like to be on brand, it's got to be like, it's got to be like a, like a nice neon green. Nice. So basically like the same color as your hair almost. Like the highlights in her hair. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So you start glowing and you take these ciphers. And, you know, Vlad is already sort of moving ahead. And from up ahead, he says, Okay, there's a chamber up here. Dilly, I could use your eyes. Oh, okay. Dilly jogs up, looks around. It is a pretty wide chamber. This part seems to be a natural cavern as opposed to the tunnel that you guys were just going through that seems to have been, like, dug, like, not fully mined out yet. In this cavern, you can see what looked to be, like, weird little nests on the bottom of it. It has these sort of leathery eggs in the nest. Any occupants? No. It's almost like all their parents went down the tunnel at you. Awkward. So I think we found the nests of the crawlers. Other than that, I see a big natural cave. There are other passages here that nothing appears to be mined here. Like, you realize that, like, from here on out, you're going anywhere. You are full-on spelunking. Okay. The scariest sport. I think we should try to, like, I guess go that way and Dilly points, I guess, in roughly the same direction he suspects the subway tunnel that we were traveling in is going. Should we go that way and try to find another uh, maintenance tunnel and try to see if we can get on the other side of that cave-in? I mean, do we deal with the nest first, whether we try and raise them as our own or, like, say, hey, no, this isn't the place where you live? I think we have enough people that we're taking care of. You got Hubert. Nix has got Hubert II. They got Manta right now. And Vlad, as always, has race. (laughs) 
Next snorts. Blood like looks at you, Dilly, and just raises an eyebrow. <laughs> Dilly shrugs like, eh, not wrong. Well, like, should we leave him here is the main question. I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think so, Chacha. Yeah, also, last time we dealt with eggs, they exploded, so. Or they became a bunch of hercs, and we that was a fun battle, too. Wait, no, no. The last time we dealt with eggs, you guys, was in the it was in the bridge. The jade egg. It's hatching, right? Like... Oh, yeah. Oh. Life, man. Is it still hatching? I don't know. You'd have to check it. I wonder what's going to come out of it. Nixel, I don't know where it ended up. Chacha has it. Yeah, it's back in Chacha's bag. Nixel, dig it out of Chacha's bag. Okay. So as you dig it out and lift it up in your hand, you do feel like a slight quiver underneath the exterior shell. Wait, Chacha, can you see through stuff? Yeah, six inches. Can you see inside the egg? Can Chacha see in the egg? Chacha would like to do that. She probably can. Yes, and please. So you see a thick, viscous fluid in there, and in the midst of that egg, a strange creature with weirdly seven limbs. And each of the limbs appear to have roughly six joints along them. And they appear to have a light green tint to their skin and they occasionally twitch in the egg their eyes are like they're like covered with sort of a filmy lid and then the lids start slowly opening revealing eyes that have sort of like a crosshatch pupil so it's more like it looks like a little like evenly spaced like addition sign in their eyes and then all of a sudden their eyes turn and directly meet your gaze. I think Chacha's like describing it as she sees it, and when it meets Chacha's eyes, she's gonna give it a little wave. One of the limbs quivers up, and those crosses narrow in tighter, and it starts kicking inside the egg. No, no, this is a wave high, not a, you know, insult to your parentage. Use what you want to designate as your primary arms to say hi. Nick's in your hand. It is quivering very erratically. Chacha, you can see it, like, starting to hit one of its limbs against the shell directly. Hey, Nix, I think it wants out. I don't think you're supposed to help it, though, Chacha. I feel like someone told me they gotta, like, be strong enough to do it on their own, you know? Yeah, or else they won't survive in the wild. Wait, hold on. Do we want this thing to hatch? <laughs> Hubert the second starts setting off these very alarm little noises. Hubert the second does. Mm-hmm. Uh, put it, put, put, uh, put it in the storal that you just picked up. Put it in the box. Nix will stretch the storal to be just big enough. The uh, shell is starting to crack. There's a little bit of goo coming out from the crack, and you can see a little bit of the sort of clawed arm kicking at that spot. Dill's gonna back up and pull out his pew pew gun. Next, we'll put it in the store all with the lid on. Okay. You close the store all? Though it's watertight, is it airtight? Well, it'll have enough air for like a momentarily, right? I don't think we want this thing to live, so. What? We've just I said did. we're letting the random creepers live, but like, not this thing that we've carried around for however many months? Yeah, that Dr. Oz is putting up people's cooch. I'm not, <laughs> we're not, we can't. That's not. <laughs> you don't want our cooch baby to be safe? They're all cooch babies. Every baby's a cooch baby. <laughs> that needs to be a merch. 
Yo, maybe we should put it in the stasis pod with race. <laughs> I think like Chacha's gonna like look like out of the side of her eye at Vlad like uh, uh it, it'll stop it from hatching, you know? Uh <laughs> Nyx is gonna put it in with race because her companions are clearly not helpful. <laughs> Very bad. Okay. So you you unlock it and it starts opening up. Do me a favor, roll one d six for me. If I break the whole thing, just because four, four. Oh, okay. So it opens up, and the stasis pod opens, and you can see Ray's like, oh, and was like, is that you, Nix? As you set it in and just yes. shut it again, and the stasis pod clicks on, <laughs> and you see him like before it like fully kicks in while it's latching. You see him. And then there's that loud latch, and then he goes still and closes his eyes. Uh, we need Lachlan back to help us make better decisions. Because I feel like... I think Chacha's <laughs> just so confused right now. How much more room do we have to put, put problems on the back burner in there? How much more room? It would be a tight fit, but we could probably fit either Chacha or you in there if we had to. Nix and I are too big. Okay. We got room. So this way, Dilly? Yeah, that... Oh, honestly, just a suggestion, because I figure, try to find another service hatch, get around the cave-in, get back on our way to <laughs> training grounds. Nix will go, but she's obviously nuzzling Hubert the second. They are definitely, like, snuggling in. It's a little awkward, because they're still in her armpit. <laughs> yeah. So to everybody else, it looks like Nix is just, like, scratching her armpit. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so you guys start going down this cave. It starts getting very cramped. And you reach a point where this natural tunnel is something that, in theory, you guys could probably continue to crawl through one by one, but Race's pod and Manta Ray are not going to be able to fit through. You could go through that tunnel and try to see if you can work your way back around. And that's the only way to go? That's possible? Well, at least this path that you've been going down. You could go back to the main cavern and try one of the other tunnels there. I feel like we need to, because we can't just be like, fuck you, Race. Right? Yeah. No, you're right, Chacha. Yeah. 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 Backtrack it. He's been a pain, but I'm not leaving him behind. Mm. Not leaving any of you behind. Uh-oh. Even after we stuck the jade egg in there? Yeah. That's very nice of you. You get five friendship points. <laughs> Thanks, Chacha. These are non-transferable. Understood. So you guys head out through to the main cavern. There are these other tunnels there. Probably see... Three other obvious tunnels that you go down. There are other openings that you'd have to explore to figure out if they go any farther. Anyone picking up any uh, good vibes from any of these? Yeah, Dilly, I kind of like this one on the right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Let's try that one. Okay, so you start going down that tunnel. You go a little ways, and you find what looks like to be the remains of a small camp that people have here. Nothing fancy. Just like some like wrappers from some sort of provision, a piece of blanket, and what looks to be like the used up remnants of like a cooking device. It's pretty burnt out at this point, but it looks like the remains of this sort of like somebody rested here. How recent does it look? You mean intellect roll of twelve. Twelve fifteen nine. 
14. Okay. It's not recent, you don't think? Okay. We didn't see any uh, additional gel cocoons, did we, along the way? Mm-mm. All right. At least not everyone got eaten, or gelled, or everyone got digested. One can only hope. Yeah. Did you want? Yeah. 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 So you go a little bit farther, and you see a small machine set up, and it has, like, these multiple, like, digging tools on it, and it appears to be sitting at the bottom of a hole leading up. The hole is about six feet in diameter. Can we see any lights coming from up above? You don't see lights. Dealey, you can see... the hole clearly, like as far as like your vision stretches, mm. it goes up away. Give me a not sight based perception roll Boo. of 12. Perception is not cognitive, but it is intellect, so correct. That'll go to a six. Dilly got a four. What about Nix? Oh, Nix got an 18. Okay. Nix, something smells different about the air that comes down this hole. You think you smell flowers. You guys smell that? Not like lilacs, right, Daniel? No. Okay. Not like that. It's a heavier scent. It's like crushed rose petals. Ooh. And the darkness just, the hole just continues until till basically darkness, or you can't see any more. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is that very far or not, Daniel, considering the ambient light? Pretty far, since Dilly can obviously see way farther than you can up there. But I will say this, Nyx, you can tell that even though there's no, like, physical sensation of it being that way, and nobody else would notice it that way, you can definitely see that something at the end of this tunnel, though, is not hot, but warmer. So, at our level? Or are you talking about at the end of the hole? Warmer at the end of the hole above you. I think I'm going to try to climb up there, guys. It smells like flowers, like it's warm up there. Okay. Um, do you see any light? I don't see any light, so I... No, me either. It might, like, uh, it might take me a minute. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully it's just nighttime and we're actually very close to the surface. And there's not a giant monster at the other end, hopefully. Ooh, what if the flower scent is the monster? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, like some sort of, like, trap predator. I almost said anglerfish, but I don't know what that is. Yeah, something that kind of, like, lures you in with the flower smell. But I guess we'd send Nixon anyway to deal with it, so... Yeah, I'll be cautious. No, for sure. Good point, Dilly. Yeah. Nix will start climbing. Okay, so this will be... It's a six-foot diameter hole, so you're just going to have to kind of try to climb up the side for a while. So let's make it a 15. Okay. I'll spend my free might effort, and I'll spend three more might efforts. Okay. Two more of my efforts. I can't spend four. Sorry. That's a six, right? Yep. Nineteen. Nice. Okay, so you're definitely going to be able to climb up. What would you like as a minor effect? I would like some advanced... Well, it's climbing, though, so it's how well can she climb. I would like Nyx to have the ability that if she wants, she needs to rapidly drop back down, there would be something present for her to hook her grappling hook on to do it. Okay, cool. Yeah, so... You are climbing up, I assume, with a glow globe attached to you, so you can still see where you're going. Nyx is glowing still, I think. Oh, that's right. Nyx is glowing, yes. So, Nyx, you reach an edge, and you can feel grass. And as you pull yourself up, you can see that, indeed, you are surrounded by 
blooming flowers and you're standing in not standing but as you're crawling up like you're in a building a glassed in building but there are barriers constructed around this hole presumably to stop people from falling in and when you look up through the glass you can now that you're up here see stars Ooh, is there any evidence of people being like is it daytime night oh stars so nighttime right mm-hmm. nighttime you're in a building there's definitely like some rough obvious wooden barriers like set up to stop people from you know potentially falling into this hole but you don't see anybody else around so nix will attach her grappling hook somewhere up there and take the time she has 90 foot of rope total now so she'll take the time to put her 90 foot of rope attached Mm -hmm. and then she'll start to drop back down to make her report okay you make your way down with no problem yeah there's a there's a glass house full of plants up there guys and I saw the sky, so... Oh, awesome. Okay. So do we throw rocks at it? I wouldn't, Cha-Cha. It seems like, like it uh, it belonged to somebody, you know? So there's probably a door, but like... So how far down does Nix's 90 foot of rope actually come? It gets all the way down. Oh, it does. I think we should go up there, guys. Okay. okay. Dan, you describe Race's pod as being able to move once you got the momentum going. Does it also work going up? You haven't tried that. Try it if you want. Nix, can you lift this? Nix will uh, tip it up so that Race's feet are down and his head is up, and she'll try to push up. Okay, so this is going to be, it could be either might or speed of 12 to position it that way because it is frictionless. So your force has to be almost perfect. Ooh, I'll go might. And I'm sorry, what was the difficulty? 12. I'll use my free level of effort plus two more. Nat 20. Yeah, you've got this vertical now. The stasis pod, like, you, you do hear, like, a little smack as your, like, store all inside there, like, drops to the bottom. And you guys do see Race's face, like, go forward and smack against the glass. And he's got his teeth pressed against the glass. <laughs> but what would you propose as a major effect? Ooh, for Race and his pod... And getting it up. I would like Nyx to be able to figure out that she can apply pressure with the top of her head in such a way that she can climb up while pushing the pad. It looks very smooth and casual. Ooh, okay. I'll go with that. That's good. It's weird. You haven't made figured out any sort of like detailed language or anything like that, but you almost get the feeling that Hubert II is proud of <gasps> Oh my god. You've gotten your pet's approval. Damn, that's next level shit. I don't know. Whatever we do, rest of the campaign, doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Nick's got the ultimate victory. Meanwhile, Hubert I is in Chacha's pocket, really hoping that at some point he'll get some food. Aww. <laughs> He's like chewing on like one of the seams just to like have the feel. <laughs> I feel like Chacha has a lot of crumbs in her pockets. Like, I feel like Canonically, she'll have just crumbs everywhere. That's probably true. In the other pockets, though, Hubert's gone through oh. this one. So he hasn't developed an intricate tunnel system through her pockets? Not yet. I think you guys think Hubert I is smarter than he is. Yeah, we think he's, yeah. He's literally a mouse with antlers. <laughs> I think he's Karn. definitely thought Hubert yeah. I was super smart. I assumed he was the smartest one here. <laughs> well... Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> the shade. <laughs> uh, 
Dilly will start climbing up after Nyx. Hey, Dilly. There's the rope, so that'll be a 12. 12 is with the asset from the rope? Mm-hmm. Fucking Jesus. Gonna put one level of effort into that to bring it down to a 9. Is that an 8? Yes, it is an 8. So, Dilly, you start climbing up the rope, and then you slip, and you start sliding down the rope. You're getting that, like, rope burn on your hands. Ow, ow, fuck. But you're able to let go before you take any major damage. Actually, what I would like to do is Dilly's going to pull out his temperamental cipher that he crafted relatively recently, the gravity nullifier, apply it to himself, and just forego this whole fucking climbing thing altogether. Nice. Okay, you do that. Describe what that looks like. Oh, what would it be? I think since it's a temperamental one, it doesn't look like anything. It just kind of looks like a hodgepodge of machinery. Dilly will pull it out, activate it. It'll like wrap around his wrist when it activates. And then there's kind of like this aura, like this, I'm going to say bluish aura that like, no, greenish aura, greenish aura that wraps around him. And then he like, I guess still slides a little bit, but he's able to like, with his gravity nullified, he like stops. And then he's able to just like pull himself up in one fluid movement. Very cool. All right. So Nyx, Race, and Dilly are all at the top of this hole. Blod looks at Chacha and says, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I am. Are you confident you're not going to fall? I'm not going to fall. Okay, then I will go first. Okay, Chacha. So that is a 12 since there's a rope there. And you're trained in climbing, so it's a 9. That was a chunk of dunk roll. <laughs> I got 14. They're metal. Okay. So Cha-Cha climbs up the rope like a spider monkey climbing a vine. Yeah. Blob comes up behind and he looks at this like, um, what do you want to do with Manta Ray down there? I thought Manta Ray could fly with us. So I thought that's what Manta Ray was doing. It got a little ways up and then it started whimpering and then floated back down. Crap. Okay. And then I guess Dilly will push himself back down the hole and kind of float down. Hey, Manta Ray. No, I know, I know. But here's the thing. If you kind of float on right here, the ground actually goes up and Dilly will cast an illusion to make it seem like the uh, bottom of the hole is rising up slowly. Enough for Manta Ray to kind of rise up with. Right? And it kind of like floats over to you. And yeah, you guys go up. And you guys reach the top. Real talk, am I gaslighting this manta ray this whole time? Am I? That's what I was just about to ask you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> am I helping or hindering? I can't tell. Just make him a thunder vest. I think you're getting the job done. <laughs> and... <laughs> and we shouldn't think any more about the ethics behind it. Thunder vest. Listeners, at Samson as Slam Potato on Twitter, tell him to make this poor manta ray a thunder vest. Alex, what's a thunder vest? It's like a comforting coat that you can get for dogs who are afraid of lightning or fireworks. And it's kind of like a weighted blanket that they can wear. Oh, oh my God. Y'all didn't know about thunder vests? No. Next time we're in town. <laughs> so yeah, you guys are up in this sort of glass house surrounded by these grasses and wonderful smelling flowers. Can Chacha look for drugs? Yes, Chacha can. <laughs> That would be a nature roll of nine. That's a 19. (laughs) Okay. So you find some flowers amongst the mix here that you know on their own, they don't do anything. But if they're mixed with the right herbs, 
into sort of like a paste, you can use it to make one of the alternative forms of the drug you use when you want to go way beyond and you're seeing beyond. I think Chach is going to harvest some and like rotate her pockets and probably put like some snacks in the bear the first pocket. The snacks or any of the... None of the flowers. She is very purposeful on that. He bear the first is not going to get high as balls on her watch. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah, you, you do that. You've harvested these flowers. You're in this big glass building. There is a door on the far side. The rest you would have trouble making out much farther beyond it. But, Dilly, you, since you can see perfectly in the dark, you can see that beyond that door... I mean, the side there isn't necessarily glass, but, like, you can see through the glass where the ceiling meets that wall what appears to be the tops of other buildings beyond opaque buildings. It looks like this might be part of a compound, possibly a town or a village. So there might be other people, other entities out there, or it's abandoned. I don't know, but there's more buildings outside. All right, so... uh I'm Carlisle, right? And you're Bork, and then Baby Pack. Yeah. Is he still Vlad, or is there a different code name? Just use Vlad. I can't stand my call sign. Fair. And he can't get that changed? They're very stubborn about it. You could shorten it to Icky. He looks at you and says, No thanks, I already changed my given name. May we ask what your given name is? Can we get me a social (laughs) role of 15? Oh, social. You will have an asset because he likes you best. Yes. And I have two free levels of effort. <laughs> so, 12, 9, 6. 6. 13. Sorry, the name my parents called me was Voslov. Voslov. Well, I think it's Voslovly. Oh. <laughs> Dilly just kind of laughs to himself as he's floating in the air. Dilly, I understand you've been through a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sick burn. Sick burn. I guess we leave. I don't think we should stay here. Yeah. I don't want to go back down the hole if we can avoid it. Yeah. I... To find out where we are. Yeah. If if we're lucky, hopefully we're not in Navarine yet. Ooh. Because the only reason this made sense is that we were going to pop out right near the proving ground. If we're ha- going to have to cross Navarine on foot, we need to figure out how we're going to actually do that safely. Right. So next we'll gather up her rope and grappling hook and then step outside and look at the stars. And yeah, and she is trained in navigation. Okay, so you step out and look at the stars. She'll also, you know, pull out her map and, and like do terrain association and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so give me a navigation roll of 12. And you are trained, so that's a 9. All right, I'll spend one intellect effort. 11. So you're not exactly sure where you are. You are definitely in the foothills of the mountain. Or if not the foothills, some valley in between some of the mountains. But one of the things that you are sure of is that you are probably not across the Navarine border yet, but you're very close. And at this point, I'm going to offer Nixon XP. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who will you give the other one to? Samson. <gasps> For being cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Nix, you hear a voice calling out from one of the buildings. Chacha, you hear a child's voice as well. Sounds like a small girl. And you hear her yell, Mommy, Daddy, I, I think I see an angel out by the greenhouse. Oh. Need to run. 
This is how it begins. (laughs) (laughs) And you see a shadow come in front of one of the windows, and then you hear a, a gruff voice say, Not again! And then you hear a clanking sound as they're grabbing something metal. And their door opens, and out steps a middle-aged man with a spear. And that's where we're in this episode. Yeah, this is literally how it always begins. Yeah, and then you talk to them, right, Cha-Cha? Oh, no. this episode's over. We'll, we'll continue this conversation next yeah. time. <laughs> Stay something about this episode. Ooh, I liked just overall for this section, just the abandoned subway vibes. I was definitely having like some Fallout 3 mental imagery but i loved the murder globe yeah the murder globe was amazing and i thought the way dilly expended the ammo was really cool because if it was up to me <laughs> i would have just had like nicks like walk up to it and try to knock it over <laughs> ridiculous and then like you popped up the illusion and, and i was like oh my god of course <laughs> so that was yeah that was funny to me very cool So we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you would really dig. This week it is my turn, and I will offer you all an XP if you read the book, The Book of Accidents by Chuck Wendig. Chuck Wendig's a really good author, but this book is very much, it has a very feel of like sort of the early Stephen King horror without the problematic bits. And with Wendig's own flair for dialogue, which is very good. It's one of those horror stories that's very sprawling in its scope. So the core premise of the book centers around a family of three. A father who is a former police officer and struggles every day to deal with the emotional damage of the abuse he suffered as a child. A mother who is haunted by her own art. And a young boy who is so empathetic that He can barely get by in a world like today where there's active shooter drills at schools, much less his tendency to be hyper aware of the pain in everybody around him. And they inherit an old house, the house that was owned by the abusive grandfather. And they move out to the countryside in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. And the father begins to see strange figures who may or may not be his father's ghost. The mother begins to have blackouts while she makes her art, only to have the art disappear on its own. And the young boy begins to make new friends at school. Some good, some enemies, some bullies, and a strange new friend who is much more than he seems. And in the midst of all of this, more strange natural phenomena centers around a park, park that in another world, another timeline, would have been another coal mine. But here it's just a place of death. And everywhere around, the ants and the other insects are compelled to march in wide, spiraling circles. It deals with a lot of things, but it primarily deals with the notion of cycles of abuse and how do you break out of cycles of abuse. And the thing that I find really compelling about it is that In the face of horror, what this family of three, the thing that they have to wield against it is the fact that they have this profound, deep love for each other. And it's that sense of love and hope and dedication 
in the face of total annihilation and total risk that is really compelling and cathartic about the book. I don't want to go into a lot of detail because I don't want to spoil things, but it's it's a really compelling read. It's one that when I started it, I blasted through it very quickly. And it's like the, the emotional payoff at each stage of the story is, is really good. So highly recommend it. The book of accidents by Chuck Wendig. Is it really scary? Like how scary? It has scary bits, but I wouldn't say, like, it's scary, scary. Like, the theme, it's thematically horror, but at least for me, it didn't seem, like, terribly scary. It just seemed like a very good yarn, you know, told through horror elements. Okay. It's quite good. It gets its title, by the way, from apparently, and I did not know this before, but in coal mines, and maybe other mines as well, especially in prior days, they had to keep a list of the Book of Accents, which is listing all the things that happen to miners or anybody else associated with the mine, and they have to mark them all down in case they get audited for safety. Yeah, EHS. Very basics. What level is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't know. <laughs> so, that's the Book of Accents. If people wanted to tell us what they think about the Book of Accidents or about the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Oh, well, a good place to start would be our website, explorerswanted.fm. From there, they can access all of our social medias. For example, on Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. But if you want to talk to us like more directly, we have a Discord where we're pretty active. You can find that by going to explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Also, while I'm talking about it, if you feel like what we've done here deserves money that you can give without ruining your life, you can support us at patreon.com slash explorers wanted. Absolutely. And if you can't support us financially, we totally understand that. The best thing you can do is tell a friend and tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. The second best thing is to leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or even Stitcher. Those reviews make a big difference with people trying out the show and seeing if they like it. And we want to continue to build up an audience of cool people like you. If you didn't like the show or if you just thought it was a myth, well, let me remind you that ghouls provide a valuable service and get a bad rap. Leave them a bowl of brackish water to thank them for their work. You can set it anywhere in your basement. They'll find it. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich. A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. Am I lucky or unlucky that I don't have a basement? I'm at Slam Potato. If my basement floods, does that count? I'm at Realty Unicorn on Twitter and he with a unicorn on Twitch. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye. bye. bye.